Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Self-Made Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Paxton Klug. And I'm your other host, Dawson Doyen. And today, Dawson, we have a guest with us. <gasps> Who do we have today? We have Corey Kennedy from Lost and Found. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, Corey. Uh, no, I love the um, the sound of the crowd screaming in the background. That's Oh, yeah. That's fabulous. Thank your you. fans, they're rooting for you. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I just want to thank my, my mom and... Jesus for you know. nice in that in that order in that order, <laughs> in that order. Yeah. mom then Jesus yeah. <laughs> um, so Corey you you're a resource here on campus with Lost and Found can you kind of talk to us a little bit more about that sure no absolutely would love to um, so Lost and Found primarily is a suicide prevention organization and so what suicide prevention organization looks like from our point of view is supporting um, and specifically at this particular point, we're supporting um, higher education, so college campuses, um, through mental health support. Um, I tend to look at suicide prevention being really like I want to get to helping people before they get to that stage, right? So we want to talk a little bit about like what are those things that we can do to support you with your mental health journey? What are those things that you're struggling with? What are those things that we can do to help support campuses, staff, students, uh, faculty, um, so primarily, yes, we're on campus at Black Hill State University. I'm actually down in the Buzz Center. Um, I'm back. I'm back in the corner. Right? Um, and Don, Dawson <laughs> headbutted himself. He's yep. unconscious. He's yep. on the floor. Yep. Yep. Um, He's talking to us. Communicating telepathically. So Lost and Found primarily is working on establishing uh, mentoring. So we have a peer-to-peer structure that we provide for the campus, um, and Dawson and Paxton are both kind of incorporated into that programming. Um, Dawson is doing it at his own leisure. Mm-hmm. Um, Paxton is one of our lead mentors. Right. Um, and so how we look at peer-to-peer structuring is that we just provide support for students on campus um, in a myriad of different ways. Like we like to offer the fun part. So when you're mentoring, you want to be able to hang out and do right. some fun activities, but we also want to support um, you know, kind of that case management piece, like what is it that, that I'm working on to help my mentee um, so they can be successful? So uh, do they need resourcing? Do they need help with education? Do they need help accessing certain things that will make them successful? Um, am I going to support their mental health counseling, um, talking circle therapy kind of journey? Um, so I think that's that's a really cool um, piece. I, I actually really enjoy mentoring. I think mentoring is a very um, useful as well as needed resource for everybody. Um, as we walk through our mental health journey, it's just better to have somebody to walk with, um, which I think is super cool. Um, we're also supporting campuses through training and education. Um, we're also supporting um, creating mental health resource um, pieces for Black Hill State University, and I'm working with a lot of the additional programs that are on campus, um, such as the Student Success Center, the Student Engagement Programming, TRIO, um, the Athletics Department, and so on, counseling. Um, so I think it's a, a very um, interesting, fun opportunity for Lost and Found to get to be here. I'm very grateful for Black Hill State University and its um, openness and connectivity support. So. Right. And you, the cool thing is, is like you guys meet students where they're at. Right. So if it's just someone who, you know, they just kind of are having trouble making friends. Right. Um, you, you pretty much gain a friend in your mentor. Right. And then they can kind of introduce you into different circles. Um, and 
because we're so connected or we're trying to become more connected, it's just kind of this kind of gateway network where as soon as you get a, get a part of it, you are open to a lot of opportunities, right? Yeah. And so if you don't really know where to go, you can always go to Lost and Found, and then they can kind of help guide you in the right direction. Well said. Right. And so that can both be for either a mentee, someone who you know wants someone a role model, someone to show them the ropes, or if you want to take that next step forward in helping someone else, you can become a mentor. Correct. So. Um, and, and in hopes, um, the journey creates that opportunity for connection that mentees who are being mentored then themselves want to offer that opportunity to mentor themselves. So um, I tend to find that in this work, when you help somebody, they in turn find that help to be a very unique and um, almost spiritual connection for them. Um, and we like to support and help people move from that mentee to mentor process. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's a really cool opportunity. Um, I like to look at the mental health field and how um, things are evolving and changing on such a um, I, I hopeful level. I like the idea of what, what is happening. Uh, you know, mental health and conversations about mental health used to be such a stigma and people didn't want to be able to talk about that stuff and it would keep them from accessing help. And now I'm seeing that it has become such a conversational piece that people who want help and can really they say, you know, it's it. okay to ask for it. Right. Yeah. It's becoming less stigmatized and it's mm-hmm. more of like something of you kind of go to the doctor, you get treated, and then you're... You're okay. Yeah, um, I and I certainly do have that same approach. I look at your your physical health as just as important, but your mental health is connected to your physical health. And actually, if your mental health is off, your physical health will be affected greatly. So you should treat them the same. If I break my arm, I need to go to a doctor. If I'm right. having some some problems with thinking, I should get some help. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. So if there's a listener who wants to get connected, where should they go? So um, first and foremost, I'm on campus, um, and I try to be on campus as much as possible. I am working um, at three campuses in the Black Hills, but uh, I'm I'm at Black Hill State usually three to four days a week. Um, So certainly come down and see me, but if you just want to access our website and materials, (laughs) Lost and Found offers a lot of free materials. Um, So resilienttoday.org. Um, and you can go access um, programming. You can access resources. We have mental health guides that are on that. We also have a lot of resource networking that is connected right to that website. Um, it's a very useful tool. Um, so resilienttoday.org. Rock on. Yeah. Cool. And you're down in Club Buzz in kind of the back corner if people yeah. want to meet you in your office. Yeah, and you'll see my door. i got my name on it. I've got posters on it. Um, and if you're looking for me and I'm not there, uh, my Email address is on there, so ckennedy at resilienttoday.org is on that. You can certainly email me, and I'll schedule you a time for sure. Yeah. Welcome. Do you have any questions, Dawson, uh, pertaining to Lost and Found? Uh, no, not really, I guess. I cool. mean, one, I guess, is like what it, uh, that you were talking about, the process of jumping from mentee to mentor. Is that... Not only is that like an ultimate goal, but is that like something that you actively like encourage? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I tend to find, so through just my own journey, um, my first foray into being in kind of that social services network, um, I was a high school student and I volunteered to work for uh, the mission in Rapid City. And uh, my first initial job was just unloading trucks for 
helping to provide food resource networking. And uh, one day while I was there, one of the staff was out sick, and so they asked me to volunteer and fill in. And so it turned out to be I was driving food to veterans. Mm-hmm. So it was the initial startup of Meals on Wheels back in the early 90s. Um, and so my first visit was an elderly Vietnam veteran who was living in an apartment by himself. He had just a little mattress on the floor. He had a little black and white TV on a TV stand. And that was all this guy had. And so I bring in him his meal. And he just, can you sit and talk with me for a little bit? And I was at that guy's house for like an hour and a half. And he just told oh, me all go. of these great stories. And it felt so good to see what I provided him. I mean, you know, the food was a great thing, but that wasn't the thing that really... Right, that's not what he was wanting. Yeah, so... Um, and that just made my heart swell. And so I've been kind of super, super into this field since then. Um, and I've actually been working in social services for 20 years. Um, I, I tend to find that when you do this work, it calls to you. It wants you to give back. Um, it makes you feel good to do that. So I, I try to encourage that. So people who are being mentored, um, I try to give them that opportunity if they're feeling connected to it and that they want to move into it and, and do some of that work. Um, mentoring another person is a really fun opportunity right yeah. it definitely is it's really cool to see that kind of connection grow yeah. from kind of almost strangers at, at yeah. like and at the beginning to then you know someone who you get to see every week and talk to them and yeah it's well, really cool to see that like you guys can both attest to this um, when you do this work um, you know you tend to find that it's really really great and it feels good but it's also a field right so right. I could do this for a living mm-hmm. and I could get paid doing this so not only will I make money and be able to pay bills, but I'm also going to feel really good about myself at the end right. of the day, right? So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you kind of mentioned that you started this field for 20 years. Have you always been with Lost and Found, or have you kind of changed career path, you know, um, places? No, so I've done quite a bit of different things. Uh, I tend to find that if you're going to be really good at working with people, you need to experience a lot of different things because people come from very different perspectives. Um, so I've worked in churches, I've worked in the jails, I've worked in juvenile facilities, um, I've worked in foster care, um, I worked at Youth and Family Services, I provided a, a program that I created that was called the Boys Health Program, I ran that for 17 years, um, and I was working with kids ages 5 to 18, um, and in that program it was kids that were kind of falling through the cracks, so helping them figure out how to not drop out of school, not how to run away, right. you know, um, access resources and make them successful. Um, I've also directed and I've written grants. Um, I've done promotion and legislation. So I, I, I've done a lot of different things in this field because I tend to find that if you're going to be, again, really good at what you do, you should really have opportunity to have tried a lot of different things so your perspective is vast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I'm trying to think of like because perspective is such a huge because that's something that is varying depending on the role in which you play right so you said you know you're you've kind of been in it for a long time so you've seen a, a wealth of different scenarios and, and uh, experienced a wealth of different opportunities and whatnot but to somebody who has um, not experienced such a vast uh, array of different things like how do you encourage them to think about perspective you know? um, I think that in this this path we've all had bumps in the road right um, and at some particular point we've all had somebody that's encouraged us to be more than we are encouraged us to try new things right whether it be 
coaches or teachers or counselors or what have you, um, having an opportunity to see what that has provided you, I think is kind of that lens that I like to look through. Um, where would you be today if this hadn't happened to you and if this person hadn't been there to catch you, right? So perspective is all about what have other people done to influence your life that have made changes on your on your journey, right? And so if you find that that's such a useful piece that's made you make different decisions based on the outcome of what you've done, can you return that, right? Is that um, something that you can pay forward? So for me, that's the lens I like to look through right. when I'm having that conversation. And you kind of meet them at their experience, right? Because yep. everyone has their own unique experiences, but there's like hints of similarity, right? Yep. And so you can kind of find that chord. Um, and if you can kind of strike that in a delicate but, you know, expertise manner, right, you can really uh, allow other people to see that perspective. Agreed. Yeah. So, very cool. So have you always wanted to be in a career like this, or did you want to do something totally different? Um, no, so when I started, um, high school journey, so I, would, I was volunteering for a lot of that work that I was doing, um, and I felt that's just how I started, was just, uh, it was a giving opportunity. But initially, career path for Corey Kennedy was like, I'm going to be a biologist, right? I want to, oh. I want to be, um, I loved plant science, um, I loved working with nature. Um, so like I, I came to Black Hill State University, I'm a graduate of Black Hill State, um, but initially I came here as a biology major. That's how I started. Interesting. Um, and then as I kept diving deeper and deeper and realizing that the path wasn't starting to feel like it should, right. that's when I started like, hmm, maybe I'm not on the right path. And mm-hmm. so the exploration of changing that during that journey. Um, and really the biggest thing for me was I explored all of the things that Black Hill State University had to offer, which allowed right. me to kind of test those things that really pinged Find on that my out. heart. Right? Right. Yeah, so I was part of a lot of the student orgs. I was a new student leader. Um, I, I worked at all of the facilities. So I did a lot of stuff on campus to help me explore. Very cool. Yeah. So do you still like plants? Yeah. Um, my wife will certainly um, complain. <laughs> Um, I've got probably 40 plants in the house and a lot more out of the house. Yeah. Do you do a lot of gardening in the summer? Uh, well, so South Dakota is really hard to garden in. Like, you almost have to have yeah. an indoor facility. Yeah. I try. Um, I, I, I'm really good with the plants, uh, but my gardens have been destroyed three years in a row. Mm. Yeah, so it's Shoot. kind of a between weather right. and deer and, you know, those things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But, yes, I still have the green thumb. Um, it was something I, I got from my mom. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So what was your favorite part of BH when you were a student, and now that you're back kind of working on campus, what's your favorite part now? Um, so the unique perspective of how different it was from when I was here to how it is now, um, I like being the bridge. Um, I think it's really interesting to see students' perspective on their journey and I, I'll just say oh, a long time ago <laughs> for my point of view. Um, but I still like that I see students who are engaged. I see students who are interested in supporting each other. It was my favorite part of being here, um, the connectivity. I still have a vast amount of friends that I made when I was here. Uh, most of us were in new student leading, so um, we were part of all the, the new student orgs. And um, I still talk to those people regularly. Um, I think that was really cool. I was also part of the dance team down um, in the Young Center. So I, I was um, 
still really invested in that. I still talk to a lot of the team members that were there. So the, the connections, I think, are the important part of the college experience, right? The things that you do that help drive your, your journey. Um, and I still see that on campus, but I see it's a little different. So I like bringing my perspective of what it is and what it can be to the journey. Um, but it's still really cool to get to share that with students and be here as a support person. Nice. And you get to, you get to kind of lead that now. Like you, you had yeah. that as a student, and now you can kind of switch that role and now be the leader of oh, something well, that can, like... I had a really great mentor when I was here. Um, so you're Jane... Um, Klug was my new student leader at that point, so I think it was Jane's second year when I was here. Um, and Jane taught me a lot about um, being a support person and right. just being there for somebody um, where they really feel that it's important for them, right? Not from my perspective, but from theirs. Um, so Jane was a very awesome person to get to watch and, and learn from, um, and I still try to provide the same kind of mentality that she brought to the table and still brings to the table. Right. Yeah. Very cool. So we like to talk about fun a lot in the Student Engagement Center, and on the podcast it's been mentioned several times. So what would you say is the most fun part about working for Lost and Found? Um, getting to work with students, um, I, and I will say that I've worked in a lot of organizations over the last 20 plus years. Um, Lost and Found is a very unique perspective on how they handle things. Um, everything that, that Lost and Found has created has really been created by students, uh, and, and it's a unique perspective. Most places create the material from grants, and so they follow what the grants kind of require, and that's how they provide that material. But that is not coming from the perspective of the people that you're serving, right? And I really appreciate how Lost and Found has really defined how their organization works based on the students that they're serving and then created outwardly from that position. I think that's amazing. And I think that is the exact right perspective to have. I think that's super fun because I get to work with students and see students involved in all of the programming we're doing and the excitement that they get in daily and serving other people, um, which is really, really cool. But we also provide a really fun service. Um, like we get to help um, get students to do fun activities like running and, and 5Ks. And um, we've had some basketball and some Zumba events that we've put on. Um, fun is certainly an enormous part of mental health. And so we try to provide that in the access of what we do. Um, and I, I love team building. Like I think helping people understand how to connect with each other and have fun with each other is part of the process. And so it's super cool to get to still do that work. I did a lot of that through New Student Leaders with Jane, um, and I'm really excited to keep promoting that that work. Yeah. Right, and we've had like multiple different like activities on campus already this semester. So we've had like game nights and things like that mm-hmm. that are open to whoever wants to, to, to join. And um, it's kind of that idea that we are, Lost and Found is relatively new to campus, um, and so we are trying to kind of build up the idea that Lost and Found is here, but now that we've kind of established ourselves, we can continue to push further into the you know bigger expanses, and so we are looking for other like socials and things like that that we can do, like you'd mentioned, um, that like kind of build that network um, for the students themselves. Agreed, so. yeah. Corey, do you have any questions for us? Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. 
All right. So, from your guys's perspective, mm-hmm. um, how how do you enjoy your uh, version of Lost and Found, and what Lost and Found is providing for you? For me, it was a um, a new experience, right? And so, um, as a mentor, you are um, given trainings and things like that um, for suicide prevention. Um, connection, how do you talk with people, how do you actively listen um, and I, I like to build those skills more and so I think the actual training was beneficial for me as a professional um, but I've also just enjoyed the the fun aspect that we were kind of mentoring that um, I can I have a mentee right now that before we were kind of strangers like I mentioned before but now we see each other on Fridays at you know and then we play games and we talk about the week and um, it's kind of cool to see that connection mm-hmm. and the impact I think is the coolest thing for me um, I really look forward to like so um, Paxton and Dawson I see pretty regularly um, and we have conversations about Dungeons and Dragons right. and Indiana Jones and X-Men and Superman Um so I'm, I'm kind of a comic nerd, and I certainly enjoy um, kind of living in that avenue. I still collect comics. I still right. <laughs> have that, that connection to being a kid. Um, and I love that, like, as we do what we do, like, it doesn't, it's not forced. It's not right. difficult. It's just no, one of those things that natural. we kind of just yep. do naturally side by side. Um, and I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing you guys on right. a regular basis um, and talking about just fun stuff. As I say, that's that was my my thing is my experience with it. I mean, you know, I'm not nearly as uh, rooted in the process as as Paxton is, but I still uh, very much enjoyed kind of being quasi there and just having people regularly to to talk to about whatever and to to you know to to know for me personally that there's somebody around here you know who will listen. You know, to you know, if I want to talk about indie, if I want to talk about something going on in my life, if I want to talk about work or talk about career opportunities, you know, it's and anything and everything is is on the table when you go, and I appreciate that fact when I go down there and just want to talk for a little bit. Right. So. I definitely think that's very interesting because I've had all kinds of conversations with Corey. Um, uh, from you know potential career opportunities to um, like Corey mentioned you know board games Dungeons and Dragons our own personal collections of our very niche things that you know yeah um, earlier this this past fall I got probably a little crazy with recollecting something that I I loved from my childhood and so Corey and I connected on that and we talk about our ooh, I have a recent purchase of this, and this is a very exclusive thing, but it's cool to me. So there, it's cool to have that connection, but then also have, you know, the support network, right? It's mm-hmm. building those those connections that you can see someone in the hallway, you're like, hey, how are you, you know? Yeah. Um, furthering those feelings of uh, a community here at BH or that BH can be a home, a place where you can feel comfortable, things like that. That was that was beautiful. That so, was perfect. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. 
Um, any fun questions for me uh, besides Lost and Found? If you had a superpower, what would you have? Ooh, um, I wonder how many people think about this on a regular basis. Like, <laughs> I think when I was younger, it was invisibility, and then I was like, oh, no, that would kind of suck. Um, flying, I think flying would also be really awesome, but uh, I think right now, if I could choose, like Storm from the X-Men, I think is one of the coolest. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Like being able to manipulate weather would be really neat. Um, and, and I like, I'm going to geek out a little bit, I love her journey, mm. like from being a, an orphan um, homeless child because her parents were killed while one of the wars was going on in Africa and then um, her powers manifested when she was really young and she became a goddess and so they worshipped her as a goddess and then uh, Professor Xavier found her and said hey we really need you to help save the world right, right. Um, but what a cool journey right from a homeless orphan to all of a sudden being a superhero who saving is the planet saving yeah, right. people on a regular basis um, yeah. How how about you? Superpower. Oh, um, so very similar. I think I would want the ability to like manipulate lightning, um, but I would be able to make things with it. For example, like uh, if we're falling out of the, a building, right? I can weave electricity in the form of I can make like a, a net or like a spider web of electricity, and I lash it out, and then we can get caught by it. So more like Raiden, um, less like Thor. Potentially, yeah. I guess it's, right in it's the, very right in the Mortal Kombat character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, like um, things of like I could still throw lightning bolts, kind of like what Zeus is depicted as. Um, but I could also be, uh, you know, you're flying. I could, you know, give you a cool, uh, I don't know, rocket boost on your your feet, and so you fly faster. Or, um, you know, if Dawson has super speed, I can give him. Like cool shoes, so his feet don't hurt because he runs so fast. You know, those kind of like <laughs> be those support, but also yeah. can lay down some lightning if I need to. Love it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to think. We talked about this on our earlier episode. Yeah, we've had an entire episode about it. And I'm trying to think of what I said in that previous. You said time travel. Oh yes, yeah. I said time travel. And you'd be able to be like impervious to yeah. time travel. No, like harms. So yeah. you know be Kang, the conqueror from the Marvel universe? Eh, kind of, you know, like I want to go <laughs> like I want like I want to visit different time periods and stuff, but I want to make sure that like when I come back to the present day, you have messed it up. That I haven't messed anything up or I'm not messed up personally, yeah. you know. Like if I drop if I get dropped right into the uh, uh, I don't know, we had mentioned yeah. Pompeii, right? Yeah. You could go see the the volcano erupt. You could see kind of the destruction, but you don't get harmed by the lava when it encompasses so, like you. like a watcher. Like, you can't you can't touch any of it. You can't be a part of any of it, but you can see it happen. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Got it. That's cool. Jesse, what would, what would yours be? Mine, I want to be a mind scrambler. Ooh, you want to be, like, the Phoenix or Professor X. Like, mm-hmm. you want to be able to it, and create thoughts for people? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. So if you could control our minds right now, what would we be doing? Like monkeys? Would you make us dance on the table with drums? And I mean, it does sound pretty fun. <laughs> this, is one, this is one of those times where we wish we had a, a, a live video live video and yeah. audio recording. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. They were just up on the table doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, mind control would be cool. But then, so what happens when you get into the minds of people and you start seeing those, like, real dark thoughts? Well... See, okay, I think 
if it was my superpower, then I would, like, help them with those thoughts. So then I would help them find the silver lining to whatever situation that dark moment was. Mm -hmm. Or, like, try to, like, help them reframe that thought. And so, like, if they were thinking, like, oh, man, I'm just, like, so dumb. I failed that test. Then I'd be like, oh, well, it's only one test. Also, like, you did this one really thing good. Like, one grade's not going to affect your future type of thing. And just help them reframe it so that way they could maybe not have dark thoughts. Yeah. And they can also help out the the bad guys, right? You can call to their sense of person. Yeah. Um, It's one of my favorite things about, like, the, like, X-Men storyline, Professor Xavier, you know, he always has that balance of when do I interfere with human thought versus when do I just see it. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And we could make this a podcast, like mm, free will and um, mind manipulation. Yes. It's very interesting to hear. Um, There's a professor here on campus, Eric Clapham, who does not believe we have free will. And so it's very interesting to see him kind of talk about what he believes. You know, if you think of, don't think of anything right now, how long can you go without having a thought come into your head? Well, I think that's a skill. Certain things. And so, like, it's very interesting to see, especially from, like, a psychology perspective of how do we try and point at this large concept of there's no free will. And you're like, okay, well, you saw something on a computer screen in a laboratory in the basement of an institution of higher learning. Yep, that means you don't have free will. And so it's very interesting to see that kind of like trying to piece that apart and what does that mean and how do you define it. Oh, the question, are we, are we stuck in the matrix? Oh, yeah, yeah. very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could wrap my brain around that right <laughs> Right now, <laughs> South Dakota is doing something with the weather. I don't know. Yeah, we <laughs> like a there, there's some kind of matrix there. Yeah, Fat ninety degrees yesterday, 80s and, and then yeah. possible snow. Yeah, yes. very interesting mix. Spring in South Dakota. If you don't like the weather, wait, wait five minutes. two days. Turn the heat yeah. on in the morning on the way to work. Turn the AC on in the afternoon on the way home. From yeah. So that is our cue that our time today is closing. Uh, Thank you very much, Corey, for being on our podcast today. Um, And go out and tell your, your fellow friends and your social support that you love them.